Welcome to Teen Talk, Navigating Teen Challenging Behavior. I am Pei Yi. I'm a parenting and teen challenging behavior specialist at Rainbow Parenting Practice. Over the last 30 years, I've worked with children, teenagers, and then families with various complex needs across different settings. But it is my personal story being a troubled teenager that led me to the creation of my innovative parenting method, Thriving Together Parenting Method. It can help you and your team to have a more loving, respect-driven relationship and the happiness and harmony in your family home in 90 days, no matter what challenging behavior it is, how challenging it has been, and for however long your family has been in a difficult place. Many families came to me when they were in crisis or at breaking point. My TTP method is the secret to their transformative family lives. It can be yours too. I am thrilled for you to be here. And that possibly means you are a successful but stressed out parent who is managing a very demanding job but struggling to know what to do and how to help your troubled teen who is stuck in patterns of challenging behavior. You're fed up with trying everything, but nothing works. You're looking for solutions yesterday and are determined to do whatever it takes to help your teen and family thrive. At Teen Talk, Navigating Teen Challenging Behavior, I will share all the insights I've learned from working with families and their teenagers over the years. I will not hold back. Let's dive in. Hi, welcome to the show. It's Pei and Belle again, <laughs> my co-host teenagers. And remember, teenager, remember I told you, I share with the, the audience, if you have not seen Belle in person, you have to go to my YouTube website because Belle is really wise beyond her. <laughs> Although she's only 17 years old. Right, but welcome to, to, to the show today. And as usual, Belle and I are going to draw the cards to decide what we will talk about today. So... Do you think we need to introduce this cat again, Belle? Um, no, I think it's fine. I think we can leave it. Yeah, right. Okay, let's do yeah. this card then. Right, do you want to do, to, do you know what? Why don't I pick a card this time? Because last time you, you did it. Yeah, okay. I'm just going to whatever it is. Okay, this cat is shouting, shouting out here. <laughs> this is a bit of a dark. Ooh. It's pretty dark. What's it about? Is it religion? No, it say it's about hating being on my own. Mm. Mm. So hating being on my own. Okay. Interesting. Well, Bill and I usually just decided we just ponder a little bit and this and talk about how we're gonna take this as we talk about our show. Everything we discussed is unscripted. So what, mm-hmm. what first came to your mind, Bill, about hate being on my own? Um, people who have don't have any friends or feel alone and in within the friends they have. Mm. I think I mean the similar mm-hmm. thoughts, actually, in terms of being on their own Mm -hmm. and also wonder if there's an element of not being understood Mm -hmm. because that could feel quite an alone a lonely place to be yeah Mm -mm. have you ever experienced this when you were a teenager i mean you're still a teenager but i mean like earlier years yeah definitely definitely i have 
Mm -hmm. I mean, what were those moments you were on you're on your own and you actually didn't like it? What were the moments? Yeah, any particular moments? <clears throat> There's definitely been a few. I mean, not anymore, but for mm -hmm. a few years, I'd go in and out of feeling like that. But I remember there was one time where I fell out of all my friends when I was like 14. Mm -hmm. Fell out of all my friends and I was going through a hard time already. And then I'd just broken up with my boyfriend. So that I felt very alone then. Mm -mm. That's the most alone I've probably felt. Um, and it's a like a really not nice feeling, I don't think. Mm -mm, mm -mm. There's a feeling worse. Mm -mm. Now I'm just thinking that I'm just thinking how many teenagers are like out there are actually feeling so on their own just now. Mm -hmm. Because I think we spoke all this many times is how difficult it is to be a teenager and how teenagers are always and most largely misunderstood. Mm -hmm. You know, the things I'm hearing yeah. is like teenagers are so selfish and they're so hormonal. Mm -hmm. They're so disrespectful. They don't care about mm -hmm. other people's feelings about themselves. Yes. And they just, you know, so so a lot of things are being like I heard through, you know, my professional life. It's, it has been quite, a, quite negative. But mm. I think, like we spoke about many times, that they're just being misunderstood. And when those, when people are feeling misunderstood or not understood, yeah, I think it is really a lonely place to be. And yeah. I wonder what is really going through to the teenager's mind, though. Mm. Um, in what? general. Yeah. Okay. So, say if you that were hypothetically, if you were that teenager, right? You just like drive everybody, drove everybody crazy, yeah. and if you feel like misunderstood or people are saying like, "Oh, you're just selfish," you know, and you don't care anything about other people about yourself. <clears throat> I mean, how how would you respond to that? And I think you the things you want to say to people. I suppose is what I'm curious about. <laughs> Um, I think you'd want to like say to them because when you feel like that and when people are saying these things you feel very frustrated because obviously if you are being like that you're keeping a lot of things in or a lot is bubbling up and you're acting out a bit even if you don't realize and so for people to further shut you out and further isolate you of what you're going through you'd probably just feel really overwhelmed and mm. um like you'd want to tell people like you don't know what's going on like I just because when you're like that all you need is someone who unconditionally supports you mm -mm. and helps you through it because that's to get through anything having friends is like the most important thing like I know that now like I have such good friends and whatever happens like if you have good friends it's so much easier to like deal with things mm -mm. but what about those who don't have friends and what about those you know they're when they're fam when teenagers there are a lot of fa conflicts at family home or they don't have a good relationship with their families or their parents i don't imagine they must feel so lonely and so alone in the journey thinking yeah. who do i turn to yeah who do i speak to i can't speak to my mm -hmm. parents because we don't have yeah. a good relationship or they don't listen or they're always arguing mm -hmm. or they're too busy yeah telling me what to do or you know instead of trying to understand what I'm going through. Yeah. I wonder what 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 would those teenager do? 
or can mm. do because you feel really trapped no yeah I don't know um well it depends on you probably feel very self-loathing you'd probably feel very insecure because you're not getting confidence from other people so with that I mean you could be quite self-destructive probably mm -mm. Mm -mm. but what's your what do you think mm. I'm just thinking it's like a, a vicious circle if you don't have friends you can go to I mean okay I think we need to be really clear because there are times you want to be on your own right you yeah. want to be in your own space you want to be doing your own thing you want to be you know just not to be bothered as yeah. a teenager but I think what I'm thinking more in the line of hate being on my own is more the emotional isolation the emotional disconnection you know with the people around the teenagers mm -hmm. and that's what where my head is going and yeah about yeah. if you have uh if you don't have any friends that you can really connect with and if you in if you are in a family situation an environment where there's a lot of challenges like relational challenges like people arguing you don't talk you know fights and all these things yeah it could feel quite emotionally isolated and disconnected on so many different ways. And then what we're going to have is the teenager struggling so great emotionally. And yeah. I think the risk is the teenagers either acting out in their behavior, which is really angry, or mm. it could be taking so risks. So they're going, yeah. yeah, like drinking out. Going into more of an isolation and shutting out everything and feeling yeah. really insecure and unconfident and lonely probably yes also, that could yeah. also be a route isn't it it's like I'm gonna isolate myself I'm not going to speak to anyone and I will just be in within my own bubble to protect myself because I'm the only person I can trust which is yeah. me the other part is I'm so angry I don't know how to express this so I'm gonna act out to manage my feelings which is a lot of young people express their struggles outwardly right mm -hmm. or some people express differently they're hurting themselves in a different ways and the other part the the other part is the the mental health mm. right because if you're constantly like in the situation of isolating yourself emotionally disconnecting and being in that trapped and bubble and without an outlet it's you know you're more likely to be a risk of having a mental health challenges and difficulties whether it's depression mm. or whether there's something else so. And even more at risk of not being able to get through them and overcoming them because having some strong support is the, like one of the most important things. Exactly, and then <clears> so yeah, vicious cycle. Like what you said before, like it's hard. You you feel you feel very stuck. Mm -hmm. And then the young people. I'm not saying this is for definite, but because the young people are struggling with managing their emotional disconnect and struggles, they don't know how to problem solve and. Some people might end up, some young teenagers might end up hurting themselves yeah. as a yeah. as a getaway. Or some mm -hmm. people might, if it's so bad, so disconnected, so much overwhelmed feeling, they might actually try to take their own life, mm -hmm. right? But yeah. we're not saying this is definitely for that end to that no. end. But we're yeah. saying there's a risk. These things can happen. Yeah, there's a risk yeah. of this. So it's really important to think about the teenager's emotional world really yeah because it's yeah. not about a teenager being selfish it's not mm -hmm. being a teenager being a 
hormonal. And teenagers cannot choose to have hormones or not have the sexual hormone to be grown. And that girl in terms of stop it between 11 and 17 years old, hormones will not grow. You know, it's not possible. So it is really about educating the young person what might be going through and then in the educating the parents and the professionals is what might the teenagers going through how can you support the teenagers in this journey Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. that's what i'm thinking but it's hard though because if someone is feeling so isolated and so trapped either they might not have a good relationship with their parents or they might not want to share because they're not feeling confident with their emotions enough to share mm-hmm. so. I know and that's why having the person even just that one person around the young person is so important and if the parents can be <clears> that <throat> person it could be like an uncle an auntie or yeah. a, a guide a teacher in school I would even say like if I was a parent mm. I think when teenagers feel that level of isolation like like we talked about earlier, they're either acting out mm-hmm. or taking reining in and like shutting yeah. themselves out. Mm. So if I was a parent, if my teenager wasn't like confident in communicating how they felt, I would just pay attention to the outbursts that happen because I know that when I was feeling like that, um, every now and again I would have an outburst and everything would come out and I'd cry mm. or I'd have an argument with my mum or so it would all come out at some point. Yep. And if I was a parent you know, I would pay attention in those moments and really dedicate to those moments and talk to my teenager because I think that's when it comes out Um, because that's all the bottled up isolation and emotion that's not been able to be with anyone else. Absolutely. Also in those silence as well, you know. Yeah, exactly. Wow, I blew up when I was a teenager too. Yeah. But some teenager withdrew, you know, Mm -hmm. and their silence or they're changing their behaviour is a lot of indication as to actually yeah. my teenager might be struggling. How can I help them? Yes, mm-hmm. we're arguing in this household and we don't get along just now. Yeah. How can I actually park that and have my attention on my teenager? And mm-hmm. there is actually an increasing like you know mental health challenges among teenagers, not just because mm-hmm. of COVID, yeah, but because of the the challenges of being a teenager and the societal mm-hmm. expectation and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I just yeah. remember and there's always a story to how do I say these things there are multiple stories to an event right I always remember this uh this uh story that someone told me when I was working in the public sector is this person what how happened to this person (laughs) (laughs) all right this person is a really hard worker right he surely she or he always come come to work really like every time when she's at work she was at work he was at work I don't remember it was a he or she I'm just gonna be a he okay he was at work Mm -hmm. then he's he was really committed but then there would be times he would be he would disappear and then people would not be like knowing where he was and then Mm -hmm. just didn't show up and then uh, of course the the policy is like you know what there's certain policy in place if you have how many so many absence then you have to go through the policy to 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 take action yeah and yeah. it might be lead to dismissal or whatever but the story turned out to be actually when the time he wasn't or she wasn't showing up she was actually locked up at home by mm. their partners oh my god 
Yeah, so she was actually he was he or she. I can't decide if it's he or she because I don't remember because was going through a really difficult time at home. But from an outside, what we people see is actually there's a person who's not coming to work, and yeah. that's assumptions. And it's important to pay attention to these yeah, things. Exactly, yeah. and that's the thing is like there's assumptions we make about an event because mm -hmm. what we learn from the past or what we think we know from the past. Mm -hmm. and it's the same for the teenagers. Do you know, when you feel like your teenagers are not like acting themselves, then you mm -hmm. will have some assumptions. You'll yeah. be assuming he's just been a teenager. Yeah. You know? Or you can have alternative story thinking, what might be my teenager going through? Because he mm -hmm. wasn't like this. What mm -hmm. triggered the change in my teenager's behavior? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's what parents struggle with a lot. Yeah. You know, in terms of like, I've definitely seen that like parents if if teenagers do go quiet or act out I think it's overwhelming for the parent because like they might not well obviously because they don't know why mm -hmm. but it's such a difference in maybe how their child had been or maybe maybe it's not enough of the difference that they really notice but um I can imagine that'd be really overwhelming to yeah. know how to deal with especially especially if your teenager's like ang angry at you or starts mm -hmm. arguments and there's that relationship because you don't know how things are going to go if you do have a conversation absolutely but if i was a parent right i would actually prefer my teen teenager have a blowout yeah like being angry and you know because yeah. at least i, I agree know i can do something about that it's when those ones they've been really silent and then withdrawing that was a really difficult one for parents yeah because mm -mm. you don't know where to they don't know where to start no mm -hmm. you know i'm just trying to think about my experience of being a teenager because there were days definitely i feel disconnected with my friends i mean we've yeah. talked about this i think yeah yeah friends i definitely have friends but and also what I just thinking about how my parents were with me back then because they were really busy and they were trying to you know build on their business and stuff and there were definitely times I feel quite alone in the journey thinking mm -hmm. like nobody understood me and yeah my teachers didn't understand me my friends didn't understand me I didn't understand myself mm -hmm. you know I just remember how how miserable those days were yeah. and I came through right and that's despite all the love and my parents gave it to me I still struggle being mm -hmm. a teenager mm -hmm. not alone the teenagers facing these days yeah it was nothing for me it was just when I left home there was a wood there's rivers mm -hmm. we go climb trees and stuff <laughs> it's it's really that simple like you go three down the door you go like go to your neighbors and get stuff you know and it, it, yeah yeah it like that but now there's so many challenges there's no online grooming there's no sexual exploitation or wasn't as bad as you know right yeah. and it was yeah. just easy and simple yeah and imagine that was simple life sim, sim more simple simpler life back then and right now it's even more challenging for teenagers yeah on that subject like I feel like nowadays when teenagers do feel so isolated and detached from whatever's going on I mean social media you can see your friends or you can see other people like having fun going out taking photos of their friends 
And I can imagine how if that wasn't what you had at that moment, Mm -hmm. that could feel even more would knock your confidence. Like I know if I was in that position and all of my friends were going out or if I wanted to have friends, I didn't. And I saw all these people and big happy friend groups and stuff. Like I would feel even more like shut out because you're being reminded of it all the time. Absolutely. But that's a really good point, though, Belle, in terms of social media, because these youngsters feel so isolated and so emotionally disconnected. So yeah. they seek out in the social media platform. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. try to find friends because these people don't know them. You know, they don't know the challenges they, they have gone through. But people can speak to you online, which is really common these days. Yeah. I think that's, and they do seek out. And then that's when all the, danger is coming in to to you know facing the youngsters because these people pretend to be nice people they pretend mm-hmm. want to be listening to you you mm-hmm. know when you're really feeling really lonely when you feel like there's nobody understanding me in my environment or in my family mm-hmm. in my friendship group or my school in my community mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but on this note i did a recording on online grooming so <laughs> the audience can go and listen to that yeah. one yeah. when it's released but that's a really good point though about social media yeah. and the other part is like when you're feeling so isolated i've seen a lot of youngsters uh, teenagers like would just hatch to or just like google them to any group of friends they come across that who will accept mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. or they might not be the best possible influence for them you can no. run crowds for them mm-hmm. you know so coming back to it is really this emotional yeah I mean exactly like if you're in that position and you feel so isolated any sort of attention is going to feel like a lot more to you so yeah that could be a positive and a negative thing like if someone can tell you are vulnerable or if you're in the wrong friendship group and they know that you're a bit vulnerable and they're the sort of people to sort of prey on that a bit or to use that to their advantage like that's it's quite a dangerous position to be in or even even if you feel like that and then you're surrounded with other people that feel the same mm-hmm. even if they're nice people even if they're all just going through their own things that can also feel isolating because you don't have someone that has the emotional strength to support you even Absolutely. if you are good friends so that can also even if you do have friends and everyone else is also in the same boat like you can feel very isolated exactly because then you can't see things from other perspective or other lens but that lens is nobody understood us my parents are this the teachers this the school are these and we are these you know we we belong to each other yeah if you're all just feeding off of each other's energy Mm -hmm. it's not good and like it's you can tell that because when you're with a friend when you both feel very happy or your friend groups are very happy talkative like when you do feel sad like I know me like whenever I um, in the past, if I felt sad and I was going with these friend groups, that everyone felt the same, and it was more just either we escaped or, you know, we didn't feel good. But with my good friends, if even if I felt really low, mm-hmm. I would go to school or I would go see them, and I would forget about it for a few hours because I'd be talking and having fun, mm-hmm. and that's like the most important thing because it just keeps everything in balance. Yeah. So yeah, I think it would be really difficult, like, um especially if you have your friends if you have found your crowd and you love your friends but 
they're not good for you at that point in time. It's not benefiting you. It's making you feel worse. So I don't know, like, what would you do in that situation? Because you don't want to lose those friends, but you don't want to, um, you don't want to keep making yourself Mm -mm. feel worse. The thing is, it's really sad, isn't it? Because that is the only group of friends you think you can have, mm-hmm. right? And in that group, you actually find your belonging. That's yeah. what the people, because we are, we're human beings. We need to connect with someone and mm-hmm. we're wired to connect with someone. So yeah. the innate needs there is to be connected with a group or a community. Mm-hmm. And even myself, right? I've been living in Scotland for what, 20 years and mm-hmm. I really don't have many Asian friends in this country. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> yeah. I only have a couple of Asian friends. Yeah. Right? But yeah. as soon as I see an Asian person, seriously, like instantly click. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> what does it do? Do you want to swap numbers? Right? It's like yeah. mad. It's like instantly yeah. click, no matter who this person is. Yeah. <laughs> Or somebody say that, oh, I've been to Taiwan. I was like, well, where did you, where have you been? It's like yeah. instant connection because that, it's just like drawn. And it's the same for teenagers. They want that. And the sad thing is they do not have the strength to say this friendship is not a crowd I need to be with. Mm-hmm. I need to go and speak to my person, whoever that is, or don't have a person. There's always a professional the teenagers mm-hmm. can speak to. I think that's mm-hmm. what we need to speak about a little bit more. Yeah. And they, mm-hmm seek support is they need people around them to support them to be able to make better decisions Mm -hmm. and that's so important we're coming back to the place of that person who that person can be but -hmm. at the same time it's also about I mentioned many 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 times is that the teenagers need skills yeah life skills they need problem solving skills they need to know how they can make different decisions yeah because this is the these are the almost years for learning that like there's more but Mm -hmm. when you're a teenager like I know for a fact everything all my experiences everything I've been through like I'm so glad because I have learned those skills Mm -hmm. and I have had the friends to -hmm. give me the confidence to learn and to learn from them do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but when you don't have that I feel like when things happen, you wouldn't have the confidence or the emotional strength to learn from something that's happened rather than just experience it and feel awful about it and Mm-mm. wallow in it and have other friends that are wallowing and things like that. And Mm-mm. like it's just a really toxic environment to be in with yourself and with your friends. Absolutely. So it all comes back to being able to recognize their feelings, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think. I mean, in Asia, I don't, I mean, in Scotland, probably the thing, correct me if I was wrong. I mean, people really don't talk about feelings. Mm-hmm. People ask, how are you? Mm-hmm. I'm feeling really terrible today. Do you really want to listen to my terrible day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people generally just say, I'm fine. It's been mm-hmm. okay. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up in a country that don't talk about feelings. And I mean, in my past 20 odd years of professional life in Scotland, People don't, I mean, parents don't talk about feelings to with their children either because yeah. it's not something we were taught, you know, and people be thinking yeah. our feelings is is a weakness, you know, you don't do these. Yeah, that's a really interesting point because I definitely think that the, gen, like, my mum's generation, my dad's generation, even with my, with my friend's parents, I've noticed they're a lot more emotionally disconnected mm-hmm. than our generation. Mm-hmm. So even that, 
could possibly feel like it's hard to reach out to your parents because there is that difference. Yeah. And that's obviously, that's probably partly why our generation is so intense of our feelings, I think. Because we do genuinely just feel them like so much. We talk about them and we have other, we're open about them. Well, most of the time, obviously, mm. not all the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't know where I was going with that. No, yeah. but that emotional literacy is so important, right? Is talk mm. about feelings. And feelings are not just about I'm feeling happy, I'm feeling upset, I'm feeling sad. There's also feeling mm. of disappointment, shame, guilt, you know, a lot of the embarrassment feelings people don't talk about right yeah. and I think that emotional literacy yeah. is really important for the parents and for the the teenagers to know what and I know it's really sad it's like you're caught in 20 in, in, a, in a in a cycle because teenage brain is developing an emotional part is pretty yeah. you know the last few parts to be developed so how do you there's even more so to teach the teenagers about emotional literacy about what the feelings are you know, because in, in my line of work, we always say behind every behavior, there is a need. And the mm -hmm. need, it comes, you will have a feeling around that need when you're hungry. Mm -hmm. You might become angry, but it's because yeah. you're hungry, you want to eat, right? So then that's teaching parents and the teenagers about emotional literacy. So important is about what are my feelings here? And because the feelings is driving our behavior in terms yeah. of how we respond. If I'm upset, angry, I might go, you know, or mm. if I'm really sad, I want to cry. But some yeah. of these feelings could be mixed up, you know, because mm. you're like, am I actually, how am I feeling? Because I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm not sure, right? So it could be really mixed up. So that's why it's so important to emotional literacy for the teenagers and for the parents is to look at these feelings and then address the feelings. So then it's easier to address the behavior. And I was just thinking there, like, you know how we were talking about how um, we should talk about how you can go to professionals and teachers and mm -hmm. these sorts of people. I think that's so important, especially on the fact that if you are a teenager and you are going through this yeah, and you are talking to other teenagers about these things, whether you're talking to anyone about it, whether you're completely isolated, whether your, your friends that you are talking to about it are very toxic, like I think going to an adult with that generational separation mm -hmm. will actually give you a different maybe help you see it in a new light or put it in simpler terms or like less intense and like will help you lay it out in a different way mm -hmm. because because of that generational change and I think that's so important when you do feel isolated because Absolutely. you will always feel isolated unless you find a way to think look at it differently or do something differently or I don't know like because mm. it's because it's so, when you feel isolated you're so stuck you're mm. not moving you just feel stuck so yeah. yeah a different an adult perspective or a different generational perspective would probably be very valuable absolutely because you don't know how to get unstuck you're just yeah. feeling so overwhelmed and whichever way you turn nothing is changing yeah no so coming back to that part of speaking to someone and yeah. also the parents as well, though. Like, I mean, parents will mostly will be saying, like, my, the ones I work with would be like, they don't mm -hmm. speak to us, they don't talk to us, they don't. When I ask them questions, it's like I don't know. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, I want the parents to remember this: don't be deterred by the responses, because it's really possible at that moment in time when you ask them questions, they don't know what the answers are, they don't know how to articulate what is really going through their mind yeah. 
just now. So don't be deterred or put off by that. Just like there's no point asking because they just say, I don't know. Do you know, because the parents, you can always guess and wonder. Because I wonder if it's a friendship that is upsetting you. I wonder yeah. if it's about this. I wonder if it's about that. You know, and I think the message to the to the parents is about when you have a conversation with your teenagers, whatever mm -hmm. it is, it needs to be small, multiple, and concise. Mm -hmm. right? You're not gonna have a 10 minute spiel about certain things. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what's going on. And mm -hmm. I've told you so many times about this. And da -da 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 -da. no, it has to be in a teenager's time. Mm -hmm. But all they need to know is when you're when they are ready to speak, you'll be there to listen. And you want to be wondering, you know? Yeah. Mm. yeah so I think that'd be really helpful for the parents and definitely yeah but for the teenagers as well though the for the teenagers mm -hmm. yeah for the teenagers um I would encourage the teenagers to be curious about the relationships around them mm. and whether they think how they feel mm -hmm. is benefiting from this or not and I would also, I very heavily encourage them to talk to someone um, professional or a teacher and not to overthink reaching out for that help and genuinely see it as an opportunity to see what you're going through from a different perspective and have some strong professional support with it because, um, yeah. Absolutely, because you know what? One thing I learned is that teenagers will have this assumption is nobody will and can understand what I'm going through. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The, but the teenagers, Definitely. remember, every single adult you speak to will have been a teenager themselves. Yeah. They do understand to a certain degree what you're going through. Yeah. And I suppose the other part is about, you know, parents often forget about this. I mean, teenagers too, if you don't know how to articulate or speak about certain things you can text mm -hmm. you know people love texting people yeah. really text messages that's a good way to to talk about these things and mm -hmm. also people you know in olden days when there's no emails no messages you write letters yeah you can still write small note for your teenager and a teenager can write small note to the parents is like, I'm, you know what i'm really struggling with this and i don't i'm not sure you understand me but here it goes Mm -hmm. Right, so it is really a mutual process. It's looking for those signs. It's um, in terms of how my teenagers has been different these yeah. days, and how can we be curious about what they are bringing in, what is the yeah. changing their behavior. But today, the focus is about you know the teenagers being on their own, but not to the not because of they choose to, but because of the circumstances left them feeling so alone, so on their own, and. It could be very detrimental for their their well being yeah. when they're if they're in this place for too long, you know. And I think today we touch about a lot of other things we talk about as well. Bail, mm -hmm. like, you know, how do they get away from the friendship group when they are yeah. in that cycle? We talk about you know positive friends and join the hot, take up a hobby and all these things. So the audience mm -hmm. is quite to listen to. They're all yeah, yeah. We do, we definitely have talked about things to do with this. Yeah, yeah so they're all interlinked. You know, mm -hmm. but we want the parents today and the teachers as well to be curious about the 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 driving force of feeling emotional disconnected. Yes. That's the part mm -hmm. we really want to the teenagers and parents to focus on is the emotional literacy. You know, to support your teens, then give them the skills to be able mm -hmm. to tackle whatever out there in the world they are facing. Yeah, definitely. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. well, but this 
isn't really like I can't feel I feel depressed for the teenager. Yeah, it's a very sad card. It really is. Yeah. I keep drawing sad cards these days. <laughs> no, but it's been a really good chat and I hope that mm -hmm. the parents and the teenagers will find it really helpful and then yeah, we'll be so. able to pay. And I think we touched quite a lot of different points about different things. So hopefully mm -hmm. this this will be helpful for them. Yeah. Mm -mm. Thanks well, so much. Thanks for Belle and thanks for the audience for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you to everyone at home or on the go for listening. If you find this show helpful, please hit that follow or subscribe button. It does wonders for the show so more people can find Team Talk Navigating Team Challenging Behavior organically. If you have any questions about anything we talk about, please drop me a line at payee at teamtalkpot.com. That is P-E-I hyphen I at teamtalkpot.com. I read every email I get. I read every email I get, whether that's an episode idea, a guest recommendation, or just a simple note about how the show has impacted you. I'd love to hear from you. I am Pei Yi and I'll see you on the next episode.